Alright guys, so finally, as I had mentioned, we finally have a guest in the show. Yay. We have Eve Gomez with us today. It's um I was saying earlier, like I try to schedule everybody the same day because I kept saying I could be there Friday, I could be there Friday. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna schedule everybody, see who shows up. And here I am. <laughs> so yeah, so I've known Eve Gomez for over ten years. I actually met her through the events we were doing. Um, my recollection is I had reached out to him after we did, I think, the second show at Pepe's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her and Juan from Nuestra Comunidad Latina on the radio. And I was like, hey, just wondering if you want to come by and check this out. This is kind of a new thing that we have going on, and um, the people seem to like it. And just kind of took a stab at it, see what, if you guys would be interested. And yeah, sure enough, you guys were. And here we are. And here we are. So many memories. So I think the other cool thing about the Pepe's time was that, like, that place used to be really, like, popular when I was... Happening. Yeah, like, it's a club velocity, I think is what it's called. And when I was at Purdue, we used to go to events there, and they had Spanish rock shows and stuff there and dances and all that. So I figured it would would be a good testing ground for, you know, starting this project. Um, And as I had mentioned in the last episode, like, it went pretty well at at that location, and, you know, our clientele wanted to try out other places, and they were kind of like, well, Pepe's is good, but, you know, where else are you going to perform? Then we came up with the brilliant idea of going to Mi Tierra, you know? so Yes, that was that was fun. That was awesome. Very well attended. The cool thing was, it's I, I almost set up a situation with the owners in a way that was almost a guarantee, like... I took two friends of mine. Uh, you know them, Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Jeanette, I was thinking Lizette. about that this morning. Yeah. And um, they're very cool, professional, down to earth girls. They're very warm, you know, welcoming. And you know, I show up with them. You know, it breaks the ice. The owner and his daughter are like, you know, they basically hit it off right off the bat. And then I come up with a kind of like a decent game plan. And I kind of felt like like it was a done deal. Like before we had even talked about it, they were mm-hmm. just like, you know, mm-hmm. this is great. You know, it sounds like a great idea, and they hadn't even heard me sing, which is kind of funny because they were like, "Yeah, sure, you guys are doing events in Indiana, and let's try it here." Didn't say, "Let me hear you sing." <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be like a almost like a audition, like, "Hey, let, you know, can you sing with the mariachi or something?" No, right, they, right. I think they were a big a big part of making that transition pretty easy, and then the owner was kind of savvy enough um, to be you know ask questions like, "Well, how many people are you expecting? What time is it going to start?" And, you know, our game plan was pretty decent for Mi Tierra. So I was like, well, you know, we're thinking of doing um, a Dia de los Muertos event. So they were like, you know, the room kind of got quiet. They're like, well, what do you mean? Like, what does that entail? And I'm like, well, it's, you know, we're going to have the mariachi music and we're going to invite families to invite, you know, their whole, the whole family, the whole gen- all the generations. And maybe a family member had passed away and maybe that was their way of celebrating them. And when I said that, they both looked at each other. They're like, genius. They're like, wow. Like, we never thought of that. You know, no one's ever thought to mm-hmm. celebrate mm-hmm. that way. In Mexico, they go to the graveyards and they do altares yeah, and they yeah. do stuff like that. But they just, the idea just resonated so well with them. And, you know, we're like, hey, this is our game plan. This is what we're doing. And we're off to the races. And then, you know, so I remember I contacted you and you were like, oh, man, Vitiera. like, whoa, that's a big step from... You know, from Pepe's to from Mi Tierra, Pepe's it's a huge Tierra. step, you know, so yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was very cool to kind of transition, but, you know, what, you know, what was your impression of when we got there, like when we started doing our events there and kind of 
introducing that show to that area? Um, it was it was slightly different, as you know, in Indiana, the atmosphere you could feel it different than when you go to Chicago, whether it's downtown Chicago or anywhere in Chicago, you can feel the different vibes. Um, even though we brought a lot of Hoosiers there, yeah. right, for support. It was. Uh, I remember you asking the crowd, like, "Who's from Indiana?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and and I think uh, the ambiance was 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 amazing. Um, first of all, the decor of the restaurant says something as soon as you walk in, right? With the paintings of the old singers, you know, Luis Este, Jose Alfredo Jimenez, and Pancho. What's his name? Uh, I'm looking at his at his picture right now. Si te vienen a contar cositas malas de mí. Pedro Infante. Infante. <laughs> I had to do that. Sorry. Javier Solis. Javier Solis yeah. también. Um, you know, to see that, that's bringing history. And then for us bringing the mariachi there, not just any mariachi. Um, it was mariachi from Chicago as well, wasn't it? The, the cool part about that part is the deal was we pay for the sound and lights and get the event going. And if you guys could help us with the mariachi. And because they liked the idea so much, the owner hired his favorite mariachi. It was mm -hmm. not even the mariachi that played there. It was another mariachi. So it, it was a really good touch. And it was actually very smart of him because that mariachi was was, was killer. They, they yes, showed up was. ready to go. And yes. they, even they were like, they had, wow, oh, what are we doing here? Like, this yeah, is great. Like, they thought they it had, was like a tocada table to table. They didn't know they had microphones. That and they were sound actually guy. the entertainment on stage. Um it the the sound the lighting everything just worked out well, especially when I go from event to event, and you can feel the vibe from people whether you're not enlightening them enough you know just like the DJ what you play will either keep them going keep them going or sit yeah. same thing with me I get on the mic I gotta get them all you know excited right. And I love the excitement, and I love the energy. So I felt that energy there. I felt the the unity there, being that we were celebrating something special from our culture, Dia de los Muertos, and then the the paintings. Yeah, and that, <laughs> that was almost accidental where people showed up already painted. Already painted. Wow. Then, then later we did a contest, and one of the girls from the restaurant won. Yeah. But that that also kind of added to how cool this event was. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, how cool that you do an event like this, and all of a sudden people jumped into the theme right away. And one thing that me and um, my wife Blanca had, had noticed is there had never been a Dia de los Muertos or Sugar Skulls or any stuff like that in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And from then on, we started noticing, like, every year is a lot more, a lot more, a lot more. more. Yeah. And then... You know, after a while, I did some of the research, and I hadn't found anybody had, who had ever done a Dia de los Muertos event like that in Chicago. I don't think so, and, and that may say something to you. Hmm. I know, right? I think we need to plan one. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny you say that. Like, I, I, I consider it a great honor because a lot of people ask me, when are you doing another event? Yeah. You know, are you going to sing Because again? there isn't anything like that. There and, isn't anything, especially here in Indiana. They hire the mariachis for private events, but not open events as a concert, as we did at the Radisson Star Plaza. That yeah. that was also a great turnout, and you know, to be able to have a bigger stage, um, that you know, I think people liked it because you're you're not only bringing uh, a DJ, you're bringing live cultural music, which is mariachi music, right, and. Uh, I think I think it's time maybe that we're we're talking about this and you know we're we've done a full circle. Yeah, we have, and <laughs> and, it, and it's cool because like you said, like I, it would have actually been good if other people started kind of doing some copycat shows. Mm 
because competition is good. Competition could have kept it going, you know, kept it going. Right. Let's it see if we could have been do something it better that, the next yeah, year. Do it better, or we come back as the originals, or whatever the case is. But you know, I the full circle part makes a lot of sense to me because in my travels in looking for sponsors for those events and setting up those events, I learned something that I repeat a lot now, I, and I and I repeat it to Mexican people. Um, it seems like I got more help from the non-Mexican community Hello. than I did from the Mexican <laughs> I know community. The feeling. <laughs> and and I wouldn't take it personal because I, I sometimes feel that we're, you know, as Mexicans, sometimes we're we're kind of cautious of e- you know, of each other, but we shouldn't be. We should That's be like mindset. All, all about helping each other. That's right. That's so right. now, now since I've done the full circle, like anytime I could help out a, a Latino business owner, a Mexican business owner, like I try to go out of my way to and tell them. Pass it forward yeah, to another yeah. Latino, to another Reciprocate. Mexican. Because it's like, you know what? I'm like, you know, bless all of them for helping us out. I've had help from all nationalities. But it was almost more guaranteed through the other nationalities. The non-Latinos, right. No, and I, I experienced that myself. It's almost like they're afraid that wherever they put you at, you may go higher and they won't, like the crabs in the bucket mentality. Yeah, I see maybe. that a lot. I see other cultures, um, the Anglo, the African-American black families, communities, they're the ones that have invited me. They have awarded me. Um, not that I'm expecting any recognition or any awards. I have not gotten one from my own. It's always someone else uh, in another different community. And I embrace it because I love diversity. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad at you for not uh, nominating me or giving me any awards. (laughs) I don't do it for that. That's for sure. But you're absolutely right. We need to help each other out. We need to lift each other. Uh, If you're going to give a hand down, it's to lift you up, not to keep you down. Right? Yeah, yeah. So So um, I think, yeah, and I think we can actually uh, see that more now. Not so much here in Indiana, but I see it a lot in, in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. So I see it a lot there. It, like, I, I kind of made it my point to, you know, befriend these people anyways. Right. And be like, listen, I, I understand. Maybe right now it's not a good time for you to, to do sponsorships. But, you know, if you're a business, you're going to advertise. And, you know, you know, we are your culture. We, we are what your music. So mm-hmm. it would be cool if you could help mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Then later they saw that we started getting big sponsors. Mm-hmm. And then they wouldn't want to help because then they figured, oh, now you're too expensive. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, well, it's it, all, it was not a win-win you, for us right, at all, it's, but... It's all in what you value. Yeah. And, you know? And I think for them, it's it, it felt like it was like something just like, it was about them. And it's okay. Like, if, if I, if I you know, influence a handful of people to get that mentality out of them, I think it's a win for sure. Of course. If you just do that with one person, uh, you've done your purpose. And, and uh, but I do, I do see that if we were to do this one more time... Or not one more time, because that's like saying, that's it, one more time, and that's it, it's right? the final show. <laughs> right, exactly, the final of the finals. Um, that we would probably get more support now, because I'm supporting all these Mexican restaurants. I'm mentioning them. I'm taking pictures with them. I'm promoting them, especially when you see that they are from struggle to success. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's how cool all, is that's that awesome. to see that that growth from you know? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I was I was in awe when uh, I had been going to this restaurant. It's a fine dining restaurant in um, St. John. Little did I know that it was owned by Mexicans. So as soon as I found that out, you know I'm going to ask for the chef. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the chef? Who's the owner? That's awesome. So Chef Ernie was there 
And Chef Ernie came out and we spoke. And I met his wife and I met his kids. Uh, and I applaud them because uh, the wife is from Guanajuato. You know, that's where I'm yeah, from, yeah. right? Guanajuato. Uh, so that, to me, it's like, we got to celebrate you. I mean, heck, I think, like, the owner of Mi Tierra gave me permission. Basically say, hey, you know, this owner supports what we're doing. You know, give us a shot. And he actually recommended us to other people, like, to me, like he was yeah. at higher level yeah. of what I'm talking about. Like, right, right. It's a, it's all a mindset. It's a mindset. Like like okay, yeah. there there might be other competition or other people there, but that doesn't mean that that we're not here. Right, right. You know, and another thing, like for the Indiana people, that I would use to kind of prevent uh, promote the events was, you know, and you you were there for these. We would show up, you know, accordingly to set up the show, the sound, the lights, and the people were already there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the logistics yeah. of okay. Why are they already here? They're like they're here for the show. I'm like the show didn't start for three hours. Well, they wanted a good seat. <laughs> they wanted a good seat because there was an assigned sit. seating, right? Except right. for the VIP section. So I'm like, well, you know, we'll make it work. But we'll it's, just it's, put some uh, music on in the meantime, right? Go they ahead see and the mingle. behind the scenes. You know, some people like that. Right, right. They you know, get to see things. They get to see, um, you know. And I like the fact that we had these little raffles. People won won different prizes. We had the artwork. The um, artwork. Um, we had some other prizes. I think some people some people won a DJ right a DJ event stuff like that. Yeah, so um, that's what great, and and I saw uh, when we were doing it at Jalapenos, I mean that place was packed. Yeah, and and <laughs> and, and it's funny because they they both kind of go hand in hand. The Jalapeno story, and and it's funny because the, I'm good friends with the owners still. When I first talked to them, they basically said, "It's not going to work." We've done mariachi events before. What they meant was they hired a mariachi, and, and that's all they did, all and they did. it's all about marketing. It's all about marketing, and I think you marketed yourself well to uh, put a name, a brand yeah, it became behind like a brand. it, yeah. and that's something that most restaurants don't do. They just hire a DJ, they just hire a mariachi or whatever it is, and that's it. And then, of course, now social media, that's pretty much where they all put their marketing in. Not to say that there's anything wrong. Uh, on the contrary, that adds to uh, your marketing yeah. besides your hardcore passing out flyers, or yeah. some would call them pluggers. Pluggers, yes. Right, Um and doing radio uh, commercials about the events as well. So it's all about how you market. So if you have a bad turnout, then you didn't market well. And, and I think that's kind of where the jalapeno story comes in. They said, no, we did our thing. We went to Cal City. We went to Mi Tierra. Once we came back from Mi Tierra, we came in hot. Right? Yeah. We were coming yeah. in hot. Like, yeah. hey, we're doing great. A lot of our a lot of our followers are from here. Right. Um, this is one of their go to spots. They like mm-hmm. to come here. It's kind of a win win. And same thing like what happened at Mi Tierra, the the owner and his dad gave it a shot, and um, he was asking a lot of questions, which was great. And by then, it's when we had um, I had already partnered also with Jr. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. me and Jr. were shout out to Jr. Mr. Hollywood, you know, cousin Hollywood. <laughs> so. Our arrangement for uh, jalapenos was we're going to do it on your busiest weekend and we're going to outdo your busiest weekend. And they're like, whoa, that's the big words. You know, Cinco de Mayo weekend is big for us. It's big. It's our biggest day. Saturday's the biggest day. I go, well, we're going to do it on Sunday. They're like, Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yes. I go, people like to go out on Sunday yeah, to eat. It's and a family it, event. It's a ticketed <laughs> event. They're like, ticketed yeah. event. Like, we're selling the chairs. So that was new for them too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, long story short, we do three shows on Cinco de Mayo. All of them sold out. Mine yeah. sold out first, yeah. and then the other two sold out a couple of days later. 
And then we had to add seats. Mm-hmm. The owner's dad was at home on Sunday, and I guess there was a way for him to see the sales. And all of a sudden, he saw some huge spikes in sales, and he got in his car and drove to the restaurant to find out what was going on. And he loved it. He was like, wow, this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, which was, it was great. It's just one of those things like I was providing something to people that I wish they had for me as a consumer. Like right. I would like to take my family to see right. a right. you know, two-hour concert right. at a restaurant while eating and yeah. drinking. That's and, cool. and I make it adult only. I think that's one thing that I liked about it, that parents didn't have to go look for a babysitter. And at Mi Tierra, it, it was all family. Yeah, yeah, and and... And we didn't even charge the kids. So it's not like it was like the kids were getting charged. It was like the kids are free, but it, obviously if they eat up the seats. They're consuming as well. If they know? eat up seats and it takes up the table, then you have to buy the extra seats for the adults. But right. that wasn't an issue. Right. Like, I, I do agree with you. In Chicago, the people were, even though they have a lot more choices, you know, there was a lot more people who would be interested in these events. And then, of course, you know, the success of those events, when we did the second one, and I, I think that was the one I quoted, me and you, where I said that that was like the best show. Yes. That I had ever done, and that was the best show that you had ever emceed, in my yes, opinion, that yes, I had seen you. Yes, because it was perfectly timed. Everybody was happy. Everybody was there. Every, you know, everything was going right. And then I didn't. I think that was the show where I didn't have an opener. I said no more opener. I'm just gonna have the mariachi play for about 15 minutes. And the arrangement was that those 15 minutes were not accounted against me. And I just kind of showed up, kind of ready to go, like kind of a not a kind of aggressive. Like I came in like you know what I'm I'm I don't need an opener I'm gonna just do it myself you right know? right and I, I did two hours mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I didn't take any breaks I didn't let them take breaks either so they were like mm-hmm. wow like dude you didn't take a break but that also was the show that made that that famous record in alcohol sales so we found out about that you know years later that that was the number one consuming day they ever had at the restaurant nice yeah so we're like what do you mean they're like it was like ridiculous it was the Bigger than anything we've done to that point. It was a great show. So I'm like, wow, show. that's that's awesome. So then I started thinking of it from a business side. Like, well, you know, we're getting sponsors. People are consuming. You know, everything was, you know, going in the right direction. But I, I still wanted it to grow more. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it was fun to, to experiment and then, you know, kind of move around in it. But, like... That that show was fun. I mean that that was that was good stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and of course, a lot of people would show up for support because they want to hear you sing, they want to see you perform. Uh, but what I liked also uh, the part of these concerts that we would bring in, uh, you would br- would bring in mariachis from out of town. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was just thinking of Veronica Lopez. Shout out to Veronica. Vero I got a good story with Las her Vegas. there too in Mitierra too. <laughs> so we gotta have her call in so that you can do her interview. That's right. Um, and of course she's gone on to TV now and I don't think she's, she's a, an abuela, she's a grandma. So I awesome. don't think she's, she's performing, um, as she used to, but the fact that you were bringing mariachis from other states actually did something different. I, I think what, like, I was always afraid of if I'm only doing shows, you know, what, what else can we offer? Mm-hmm. So I could change up all my songs and do that, but at the, at, at the end of the day, it might be like, all right, we've seen this guy sing, it was fun. What else do you got? So I had come up with the idea of like, you know, well, by then Eric had a, Eric from Las Vegas had his mariachi, and I I had he had come before and I helped him kind of put together a quick event, and we talked about it, and then he said, hey, we're going out to Chicago again. I said, well, how about this? When you guys come over to Chicago, how about we do like a little tour? We set it up. I'll set up all these restaurants, and you know this is how we're going to do it. 
And, you know, he said yes. And by then we already had a good momentum and people were interested and they did a great job. So they played awesome. They were a bunch of young guys, mm -hmm. you know, high school, Amazing. early college. Yeah. Um, so that definitely kept that mariachi momentum going for sure. Like people were like, man, this is cool. This is cool. You know, yeah. what do you guys have yeah. next? An entire weekend at that. Not it was a full one, weekend. Yeah. Not just one day, one show. Gosh, you know what? And talking about this, you have taken me back to memory lane, not realizing how many concerts we actually did throughout yeah. the years. Wow. You know, and, and and that's that was my my promoter's dilemma. Like if I do too many of mine, it might get boring. If I go too crazy and do stuff that's outside of our comfort wheel, it might not be good. So I figure if I keep mariachi shows or I look for local singers and then I do the mariachi tours and then later we invited the other mariachi from, from Texas. Divinas. You know, uh -huh. which unfortunately was, I think, had something to do with the dates. But I thought that was going to be like the, the the killer. I really did. I, I, I'm like, this is going to be great. This is going to be as good, if not better, than the Maria Chacero ones. Um, but no, it just, it. I could not figure out for the life of me what happened. So as a promoter, you just take accountability and it's like, well, I guess it was my fault. Mm, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. you know, it, it was, it's still... I look at all of those as learning experiences and I still look at it as a win because we got to, you know, try things and, you know, you're never going to succeed if you're afraid to. Exactly. Failure is not doing it. Failure failure is not doing it. Failure is not not doing it. I mean, people say, well, you flopped, you failed. No, I didn't. What have you done? That You've at least tried, right? And I think the girls had fun and in the last one, you made it educational being at Munster High School. Yep to teach them about the culture of the mariachi. And I think uh, the students really had fun. And, and some, of course, can were relatable because they were also Latinos or Mexican. Yep. Oh, that was that was great. That was fun. That was different. It, and, and you know what? And, and, that, and that's why when I stopped doing the events, it wasn't because I didn't want to. It was just I think I needed some time to kind of like regroup. Recoup, regroup. <laughs> right. um, you know, it, it was a lot. You know, it was a lot of events. And sometimes the events, you know, were were fun, but it, it also was a business, so we had to make sure that it, ma it made out, and sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. Um, when we had Midwest Entertainment Network, um, the the people that we would get in hold of were huge, big partners and big names, but the budgets were not. No. What was the first name you had? Um, um, we had um, Latino Scene Latino Chicago. Latino Scene Chicago. That's what I used when I was doing the events with you. we need to go you. back to Latino Scene Chicago. You know, and... And it made sense, but it was funny because we did all the events in Indiana, so <laughs> just yeah. Chicago land. Well, I, but, I, excuse me, I like the one we did in the in the boat. <clears throat> that was fun. Yeah, and and I guess that. Oh my gosh, we really did a lot. Now yeah, I'm well, talking we did about it. events at restaurants, bars. We did some outside. We did some with other groups. Yeah, I mean, you name it. I think we. I was good at plugging stuff in, and you know. As a business, it, it made sense, but at the same time, it's like people from Indiana are still having a hard time wanting to buy tickets. And you know what? I don't understand, and, and I'm going to one day understand, they don't want to do it local, but yet they'll look for something in Chicago to go to. And they don't mind paying for it. Or, or paying for parking. Paying for parking. Tolls. Tolls. Gas is farther. And the prices of food are higher. The prices of drinks are higher. They're willing to go there than to support it, keep it home. I hope to understand that one day. But, you know, I think it's because the ambiance is different. You're by the lakefront in some cases. The view is different. You can see the lake. You can see what have you. Um, I'm just 
thinking out loud yeah, that that yeah, could be why, right? But um, but people are now because of this pandemic are looking for places to go to. Yeah, and I think they're willing to go local and go far. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you said, if they're going to go far, they're going to try to make it worth it and, and spend more money, which is a shame because, I mean, I have partnerships with a lot of places here. And the one place that we didn't get to do any mariachi shows was at the Hobart Art Theater. Right. No, you didn't. <clears throat> so I have Yet. talked to that owner. Yes. And he knows about <laughs> it. And we've tried to schedule some, but it's it's... You know, we were doing events right down the street, so it's not like you know we did a really good event. You know, yeah, we did literally at, across uh, the street. El Capitan. El Capitan. So that went well too. It, again, it, but then it goes back to now. This is a bigger venue. It's going to cost more money, so the tickets are going to be more expensive. And you know, it, it, I think if we time it right, it work. It will work out again. But at the same time, it's like you know, I don't want to come back and do a, such a big effort for people not to enjoy it like right. the way it was before. There is something that um, we talked about, planned it and talking, but didn't make it, <clears throat> excuse me, make it happen yet. It was at Purdue. Remember we were talking about a concert? Well, it actually of started all at Purdue. Concert of America's bringing all different type of music. We, we actually did that. We actually did, a, at, when I was in Purdue, we did, a, we did a, an event that was just like that. It was yeah. all, you know, all the music. It was called Viva la Musica. Mm-hmm. We had salsa, we had mariachi, and everything was live. But you're right. Like, there's also been some casinos. Some casinos showed interest in doing events with me, and you know, I almost did it. And then we moved and we came back. So it's yeah. Like... Well, I I have the contact for the director of the new casino here in Hard Rock, and uh, I asked her, of course, are you having any Latino nights? We plan on doing it, not yet. That made me think. Oh, it's time for me and Dan to go talk to them. <laughs> yeah, we went there recently to give it to kind of check it out. I've and... not been there. I mean, I don't care for casinos myself, but. You know, it was it's nice. It's free entertainment from what I'm seeing outside in the it's, billboard. But do you see what I, what I'm saying? So the Indiana crowds would go and spend maybe a thousand dollars on gambling. Yeah. If the entertainment's free, so you know the I guess the casino would would fit the bill for all the production. Because that night we went, they had two bands. They had a, a, a live band on the main stage and another band on the side stage, like the side bar, and they were both great. It just well, you know, they're making it in the drinks and. Whatever else. Yeah, there, it there. was it was packed, and then there was yeah. there was wait, waiting lines. But I mean, I guess the the coolest part about this episode is like like you said, the full circle. Like we went to Mitierra to go celebrate birthdays, my birthday once, and it was fun. You know that the people were going table to table with the mariachis and <clears throat> the drinks, and everybody was having a blast. So then later, I thought, well, our version of it was even better. Because we had the live entertainment, and then we had the DJ afterwards. So it was a full mm-hmm. night of, mm-hmm. you know, eating, drinking, dancing, and you know, it, it was. It definitely was a cool thing to do, and I. It's one of those, like, I, I like the memories from it, and it's it's something I I, I kind of cherish. It's a good cherished memory. Like I said, I remember yeah. my daughter dancing with you. Yeah. At one of the events there, and every time she'd see me, she'd <laughs> run, "Come on, E, let's dance." So we'd get on the dance floor, and I look at her; she's bloomed into a young, beautiful teenager. And now, you know, I recently bought her a ticket to her first concert, and I'm like, "Wait, I was her first concert. She's seen me perform. I don't know exactly. how many times." <laughs> so you know, now that she's showing interest, I'm like, "Hey, you know, you got, you could learn a lot you of things." You may have from... her perform in one of the events. Yeah. Since uh, she's doing her singing, she's doing her little singing, so she's doing a good job. So mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's. Kind of cute to see Canciones it all. Canciones de mi padre have her sing one of them from Linda Ronstadt. You know, and and I like that she's she's willing to learn. So that's mm-hmm, that's good. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So in you know in conclusion, like that is 
the Mi Tierra part. The Mi Tierra part. But I remember, I don't know if it was the last concert or no, it wasn't the last concert. Oh my gosh, Dan, if you only knew I had such a migraine that day. But I did my part. You hired me to do what I had to do and, and I succeeded and I couldn't wait to get home. I had to pull over into a Walmart to run to the bathroom. That's how bad I was hurting. Little did you know, I don't know if you no, knew. No, you, you had a good poker face. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm trying to remember what mariachi that was that performed at the, um, it's got an Arabian name. Uh, oh, Alejandra. Alejandra. Yeah. Exactly. That's a beautiful place. How do we forget that out of all the things? No, we're, we're it's going... been in my mind. It just said the time hasn't come to speak about that, but... That was a great turnout that as well. That was our friends from Mariachi Perla. Mariachi us. Perla, yeah. that's right. I'm not, yeah, wow. Um, that and, and even that owner said the same thing. They said, in those few hours that you guys were there, the cons consumption of food and alcohol was great. Was yeah. unbelievable. He was mm -hmm. I would like to do an eight-hour event at, at that rate. And right, you right. know, it, that place also is another another. You know, how many people get to perform at Alejandra, Mi Tierra. Alejandra, Chicago, I think, I think you know, they had all different type of music, but never mariachi. Right. So we were also one of the first mm -hmm. that done mariachi music there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it it, it, it all, it all kind of culminates to the fact that, like, my original thought was if everyone likes country music and there was no country singers, what would happen if a country singer started singing locally? Mm. You know, and, and I, I did, I did want to bring out other people. Like, I, I brought out, you know, David. Um, yeah, Guevara. David, he invited a couple me of to girl some singers, event. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. Um, Dave. Um, what's his name? Guitar. Dave. San, uh, Sanchez. Yep. Um, so, wow. Yeah. Quite a few uh, entertainers. Or... It's been a while, but yeah, yeah. my so, goodness, we've actually done a lot. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I had to take a gamble, I think in just live events, I've probably done close to 60. Yeah. Some small, some big, some in between. Um, yeah. The, and I think the fact that I'm trying trying to maybe like restart it all, it, it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, with me singing at the Festival of the Lakes, that's such a big event that now it's like, all right, so how do I top that? Like you know, and I, I'm sure I could come up with something, but mm -hmm. that you know, opening for Banda, you know, um, Banda del Recodo. Recodo mm -hmm. I mean, that's huge, you know. And mm -hmm. and some people don't even know I sing, so when I show them that, they're like, whoa, what the heck? Where was that? I mean, are you thinking of going back to singing, Dan? I mean, I, I do. I, that, I guess that was my first lesson. The first time I, I sang mariachi music was it wasn't a young guy's game, anyways. So when I first did it, people didn't take me seriously because I was like, a, I wasn't even twenty. I think I was like twenty, twenty-one. So it wasn't the same. Like like singing some of those songs was like a little bit beyond my years. Later, it, it's kind of like it totally makes sense. Like I, I could be you know forty, fifty, sixty, and the music still will resonate. Mm -hmm. It's not like a young guy's game. And I, I learned that the hard way, but I learned it and I'm okay with it. Like, it's nothing I have to rush because I love the music. It's still my, like, when I listen to music, I listen to my music too. So it's I, one of my I mean, I, favorites. I, you took me back to, to, the, to that, to the concerts when you sang uh, at my party at my house. It's been a while I haven't heard you sing. Yeah, and it's you know, been a while. I, I still practice. Obviously, I got stuff here, so I still practice and right. my daughter practices and I think if, the fact that she sees me practice makes her practice too. And I would tell her, you know, for like a show like I did at Mi Tierra, um, it would take, I mean, hours, maybe 40, 50 hours of rehearsal. So she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, divide, you know, two, three hours a week mm -hmm. for preparation for a show that adds up to 40 hours of rehearsal. Mm -hmm. 
And and then at first she didn't think it was a lot until she did the math. Like, oh man, I just practiced for thirty minutes. It means how long would you practice? I'm like, two hours. Right, right. Enough to not wear out your vocal cords. You know, you know and you know, so it's kind of like one of the you know people who sing and do a lot of gigs. They they get it. After a while, like for me, it wasn't so much the vocal thing. It was just memorizing the song because I would sing songs on the spot. So people would ask for a song that I knew. I would sing it right then and there. It wouldn't even be an interruption. Like, oh, you right, want that song? Right. We're doing it next. We're doing it right now. Well, what <laughs> I'm noticing now, speaking of on the spot, is they pull up the song now on their phone. Which? Just in case. I've seen them. <laughs> and, and to be honest, like I guess like if I know the song and I'm somewhere and I have my phone or the iPad and I could, you know, the stress level is gone, but then there's no performance because you're reading it. You're reading it, right. You know, but right. just to kind of fulfill a request, that's cool. You know, I'm, right. I'm okay with it. Right, but... if it's not in your repertoire. And I've seen some where they say, you know, they're the ones that go around and, you know, at the restaurants and you ask for one. They're like, no, we don't know that one. Yeah, which which so. is, I mean, normally there's so many songs. Like somebody actually play the same songs all the time and it's kind of annoying because it'd be cool if they switched it up. And other mariachis don't play as good as those mariachis, but they have a bigger repertoire. So you got to choose your poison, right? Like you want right. a great repertoire where well, they're not going to play perfectly. Right, right. You know, if you want them to play perfectly, they're going to play the same, you know, 12, 13 songs they play all the time. And, you know, it, it could be annoying if you see them or hire them mm-hmm. for multiple events. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Like I, I don't, I understand why they do it. And even for me, like I have go-to songs that people like, so I'm not going to like not sing them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like in the back of my head was like, how do I improve these shows? How do I change my shows? Like, I don't want somebody to come to see me today and then come and see me three years later and for them to walk away saying, man, it's like all the same songs he's saying. Like, he's the same same, same set he's saying the last don't time Don't you know him. anything new? You know, so, yeah. you know, it, it goes into play, but, you know, it's the, I still feel like with, in Chicago with the, with the mariachi organizations they have, with the kids mariachis and those, the Heritage Foundation and all that. Like that was a huge movement for it, and it seems like they're doing amazing, and you know they're pushing the culture, and they're they're getting a lot of good feedback and vibes from what they're doing, and I just wish that that, that would have happened also with local singers, like let's say there was seven or eight, you know, a couple of girls, a couple of guys who sang, kind of like what we did. Right. That would right. be awesome because now you have a group of people right. that could do events together by themselves in collaboration. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that like there's still I only know like maybe a few. Mariachi singers who sing solo, and and it, and every year is probably less and less. Like, it, it yeah. you know, I'm 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 a big believer, and I wish that there was competition. That would have been great to have more. I know you there's know, other actually, places that there. Would be, uh, you know, where they say the battle of the DJs. How about the battle of mariachis? Yeah, we we've thought of that too. We, we and Jr. were gonna do a we we're gonna mm-hmm. do like mariachis like versus each other, but um, logistically it was a little bit hard, but it's a good idea for sure. Like, could have yeah, been a concert. There's so many mariachis in Chicago. But, you know, they can compete against each other. <laughs> Plus the few that we have here in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. You never know. That could be the next thing. That could be the next so thing. That's so that's what I was going to ask. So what's next, Dan? <laughs> well, and I had mentioned this to a friend of mine who asked the same question literally yesterday. Um, using the podcast as a platform to promote our background and what we've done, I think is a good base. If we would have done that with Midwest Entertainment Network first, and put a ton of time, then all of those events would have been much easier to sell, much easier to promote and talk about. Um, with this platform, I also want to use it to uh, promote some local people that I've known. Like I've, I've met a lot of cool people mm-hmm. over you know over the years doing what I'm doing, and I want to kind of highlight them too. You know, like you're one of them. Like 
I learned a lot of great lessons from you. And, you know, I always tell people about the speaking into existence lesson That's I learned. Right. You have to. You know, and, and, you know, you know, Eric Armidas, I talk about a master, a musician. Like, oh, so most people don't get lucky to meet people like them. And I, I get, I feel like I know a lot of very amazing people like him. Yeah, yeah. I know some I, yeah. tattoo artists that are just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Miguel Torres, the fighter. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, he literally worked out and trained out of my garage, my dad's garage, for uh, over a year with us before he started fighting. Um, just things like that. Like, like I want to highlight those people. You know, you know, I do have some other co-hosts that are going to come on. You know, we're not taking it like, like it's not like a serious, serious podcast, but it's going to be one of those like, hey, this is what who we are. Yeah, it's informational. Informational. It's fun. This is who we are. We're it's not conversation. You know, yeah. it. You know, joking <laughs> around too and talking about crazy things, but. You know, once once we keep this going, then it would be nice to like help out maybe like a nonprofit or a certain movement or something that they have going on, and be able to bring like my experience and my contacts, you know, to to help. You well, know, say no more. I am going to plan something. So there you go. So say no more. So. And and that's usually how yeah. I prevent uh, promoting goals for me. Like I, I mm -hmm. could mention something, and next thing you know, it's like, hey, call this person, talk to this person, and that's it. And then you know? before you know it. Aquí está. And I've been thinking about the casino, so it's funny you brought up the one casino I was thinking about. Like, oh, well, I nice. already have, uh, actually, we were a panel, uh, and it so happened to be all women uh, because we were a panel for IUN, uh, the class of communications, public relations, and PR, and all that, uh, that were there as students to question and learn and listen to those that are already doing things. And um, there was five of us, and we were happy to be all women. It didn't happen in intentionally you know on purpose it's like hey it's it all women happened. hey hey what's going on the, well the <laughs> man or i don't think there was one or two men that were invited that weren't there or weren't able to make it but and then you women fired them you guys are all fired it just women? says that women lead <laughs> who runs the world girls you know um but it it's been it's been uh, an exciting decade plus decade yeah, I think. yeah for sure and um, I'm still on the mic. I'm still MC. I still do different things uh, because I have a gift, and that's the voice that I have. And the people are probably saying, "Well, how could you be MCing as smooth and small and soft you sound?" Because I, some of my friends make fun of me, especially if it's a guy friend, and I, I'm answering the phone. They're like, "Ooh, ooh, hello!" <laughs> like, don't like, do that to this me. This is Eve. Can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, good afternoon. You know. Um, but, 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 you know, the voice is soothing, but also when you're on the stage, you, you need to keep that fire going. You got to project. You, you know? got to project. You got, if the mic goes off, you still have to really project your voice, you know, speak from inside out so that they can still hear you. But the show doesn't stop whether the mic goes off or not. Right. Right. And so as, as an MC, not just a speaker, cause I am also a, a, a motivational speaker, but as, as an MC, you have to just like the DJ, how do I keep the crowd going? What's a plan B? Yeah, <laughs> you know. You ever notice that DJs have their phones hooked up to their equipment? Yeah, just in case something just in happens case with something the laptop. Goes out, I can still play the music. Play music and right, reset right. a laptop. <laughs> right, and uh, also, you know, I've emceed for um, uh, Cuatro, the Chicago Cuatro Orquesta in Chicago, uh, where there are a lot of students, a lot of young kids playing the Cuatro guitar. So I've emceed at their concerts uh, three, four years uh, each year. And that was fun too. Now I'm not Boricua, I'm not Puerto Rican, but that day we are all Puerto Rican. That's right, that's right. That's cool. <laughs> you know, so that that's been fun. So you know, I, I love doing what I do, and I certainly have enjoyed the opportunities that you've given me to MC for every concert. One is because that's my culture, that's my music. I'm from Mexico, so we got to keep our culture alive. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the mariachi music alive, and as a matter of fact, um, I think. 
one of the shows you spoke about the history of mariachi. I think you did. I think yeah. the last show. Yeah, uh, we, we uh, kind of talking mariachi about show. it and bringing it up. Yep. Yeah, so it's it could be educational for those that listening that are listening to this podcast. Share this podcast. Where can we find it, Dan? Well, basically, we do have it on all the major platforms right now. Um, a lot of people have been listening to the episodes on Facebook through their mobile. If you go on Facebook through like a computer, it doesn't show the podcast. It's only through the mobile. So that actually is our biggest our biggest area. But it's also on Amazon. It's also on Google, Spotify. You know, so it's definitely out there. Sometimes you have to search the podcast name to find it. Um, I have been adding links to the other sites on the Facebook page um, for now. So it's been working. And I've been getting cool little pings from, like I got a couple of pings from Europe because of uh, Glory Kickboxing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think I've gotten over seven or eight states, you know, in the United States. Mostly, the, of course, the Midwest. But it's cool to see when some pop up out of nowhere. I'm like, where did that come from? There's somebody right. in Atlanta who's listening and who's, what's the name of the podcast? Podcast Famous. Podcast Famous. You only get the best here on Podcast Famous. That's right. So I am famous. That's right. <laughs> or trying to be or something, at least infamous, something. <laughs> podcast crazy. Right, right. So t um, tell our friends and stuff, where can they find you? Actually, if you Google my name, Eve Gomez, uh, I, I pop up pretty much on top on Google. And that's I don't say that to brag. And they say if it's true, it's not really bragging. But I say that to say that there's a lot of work that I put in in the almost three decades, um, a lot of community work. A grassroots leader and being that voice that's not afraid to speak for others as an advocate. Um, I'm an advocate for our youth, for our elderly, for our Latinos, those that don't have the voice. They have it, they just don't understand it because of the language barrier, right? And so you can find me anywhere, everywhere I am in podcast. I mean, if you Google Eve Gomez, then everything that I've done or still do pops up. Um, some say, Eve, you're everywhere. <laughs> like, I'm not everywhere because now I have toned down a lot of networking. I'm yeah. not in all of those events like I used to. But I've networked for so many years that my list of, of connections have grown, which I use those connections to help other people. Yeah. So they're like, why not use it for you? I said, because that's just not the way I've worked. Um, but hopefully all those that I have connected can now connect back to me <laughs> to connect me in everything that I do and support that uh, everything that I do. And of course the, the, the biggest thing right now that's about to expand and those of you that are not watching is actually, I'm going to sign this over to you, a magazine that's ethereal lifestyle. The idea was born in 2017 in the fall, if I'm not, if I'm not uh, mistaken, and that is a very diverse magazine because I love diversity. I embrace diversity. Just because I look like this, I sound like this, doesn't mean I am that. Because many say, oh, you don't look Mexican. Well, what is a Mexican supposed to look like? <laughs> we have we have blonde and blue eyes. We have uh, Afro-Mexicans as well. Uh, you know, em embrace it, right? Embrace whatever it is that you are, whatever culture you are, whatever ethnicity you are. And so in that magazine, yes, is by a Latina for Latinos, but for the world, because we have to learn from each other. And the people that I feature in the magazine come from all walks of life. They're not necessarily just Latinos because I am Mexican. Doesn't mean that my magazine is Mexican. Kind of like our previous sponsors. Exactly. <laughs> There's some Mexicans and Latinos in there, but it's, everybody's helping. That's great. Exactly. So, <clears throat> excuse me. And of course, the radio is still strong, 11 plus years. I don't know where I'm going next other than a bigger platform that I do know. Um, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on 
nuestra comunidad en WA. Oh, that's, that's breaking news there. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 you know, if you don't break it, then you're not going to grow. Sometimes you've done all you could, and that's not giving you any more growth. It's time to move on. Yeah, no, I understand. You know, that's and cool. me being so busy, sometimes I say, Juan, you got to man the whole show because I'm not able to come in or call in. And I feel like Steve Harvey, I show up. Here's a celebrity showing up to the show today. And I, I say this humbly. Because I, I have been told by uh, people that are in TV networks, Eve, say what you are. You are a celebrity. You're just local here. Some people may not see me like that, but some people do, and they're the ones that actually hire me to do things, to speak, to promote things, um, and to MC. So I am a local celebrity. I am a radio personality. I am a public figure. I am a leader. And that's the the affirmations that when I'm a speaker on that hat, I, I teach the youth and anyone that's listening to speak positive affirmations. I am what with a positive thing to follow that I am. So I am amazing. I am awesome. And some say, are you just so conceited? No, I am confident. Yeah. Confidence is, could be disguised. I am confident. Things, yeah. And I do, I do intimidate people when I walk in a room without doing anything, but that's because I'm a strong person. Um, well, look at what I said <laughs> earlier when I took the, my two friends to do the business deal. Two confident women. It was like, done, done. Let's do it. I was like, great. That's right. That's we're, we're right. Good. Let's go. Let's move. <laughs> That's right. We get things done. And, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, when they say you want something done, give it to the busiest person. It'll get done. Well, I've been that one busiest person. Well, I mean, just know? as an example, the people that I've been trying to schedule, you beat them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. You beat them. You beat them. I had a feeling you were anyways, but I was like, well, we'll see. I'm going to. I'm going to overbook myself on purpose, see what happens. Yeah, well, I, you know, I had you on my calendar, and I thought I had another meeting. Instead, I'm like, wait a minute, it's not this Friday, it's the following Friday. Uh, but, I, you know, we have to put things on a calendar on purpose because you can double book. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I've done that, you know. <clears throat> and, yeah, so I hope you guys also follow me. I'm on all social media. Yeah, I'm going to plug you on the on the, our post and all that. That way people yeah, can follow Yeah, that you. would be great. Yep. Um, and so if you need an MC, if you need a speaker, I'm here to motivate, inspire, and uh, empower women or kids or whomever, uh, because that's 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 in my heart. I speak from the heart to the hearts. So um, I'm involved in junior achievement that has allowed me to go in and touch their heart, the students, the faculty, the teachers, to the tune of not having a dry eye in the room. And this is the the leaders telling me, or even too like the power of the MC, like that's not yeah. easy to do. No, just like it's, I was telling you, you you either gonna bore them or lift their their spirits up and get them all excited. I mean, I could talk in public, but I, I'm not an MC. Like I, you know, I'm comfortable enough to say stuff, but I, if somebody said run this event, it wouldn't be as smooth. It would it would be I would have to do so much prep work. It would be crazy. Like, yeah, no, you, for MCs, we are timekeepers. At least I'm a timekeeper. Yeah, no, you're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, when I, I'm also I've also emceed uh, women. I mean, uh, women's conference. But um, besides being a speaker, the women's conferences, I emcee on weddings, quinceañeras, cotillions as well, because they they love the that I, it runs smooth. Right, right, right. Uh, it just and it's not. Uh, fake it till you make it. I'm not faking it. I am that. Like you've done it so much, you know. Hey, right, whoa, right. Whoa, I'm next not a, is this. Next exactly. is that. Let's, let's go. Let's I, go. And, and, and you know, when you're on the radio and it's silence, we call it dead air. You can't have dead air. And it's funny how when I sit there and I'm not the MC and there's dead air at the event and they have an MC, I kind of want to get up you and get just the mic help them. Hey guys, just yes, by touch the way, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, just to just to get the crowd going, to get them all excited. And if they're not loud enough, then the artist is 
wasn't coming out. If they're not loud enough and excited enough, then guess what? The singer is not coming on at all. Like I, I do see events, especially private events, like waves. And if people are having a good time and everyone's having a blast and everyone's happy, then we got that one person with that suggestion. Let's stop everything and let's cut the cake. <laughs> I'm like, like, why? Everyone's having a blast. Everyone's everyone's dancing and happy. Now you're going to kill that whole mood. But you know but what you I'm know noticing? What? Let's cut the cake. Right. <laughs> but you know what? What I'm noticing now, they don't stop the party. They just go and cut the cake. They have their pictures on the side. Yes. They maybe, just make maybe the announcement. Maybe my influence of, I, I would get so mad when they would do that. Like, everybody, they did all these amazing, like, father-daughter dance or first dance, dance with the wife. All these cool things, and then everyone's so happy. Put the brakes on. We're about to get the music going for the actual band or, or the dancing, but let's stop it all right now and cut the cake. Cut the cake. Oh, so, like, save me a slice, will you? <laughs> yeah, like, can we cut the cake after? Like, let's start dancing. So, yeah, it's it's. I, I know yeah. that feeling, and and me too. Like, uh, from the event management side, when I would see that, I would, I would even warn the people. Like, you see how everyone's having a good time? Like, yeah, this is going to slow this down. Is that okay? Sometimes they would say, "Yeah, it's fine. We have to do it." And I'm going, "Hey, you're you're the boss. That's cool." Right, right, right. Just exactly. like when people suggest a crazy song when everyone's having a great time. Oh yeah, and, and the thing is, is I would see DJs play this music, and there's not a soul on the dance floor. That tells you something, DJ. Don't play that kind of well, music. Oh, it's not his fault. It's it's not their fault. Like they they got like a crazy tia. It's like, hey, I know we've been playing. Or banda if they're requesting all night. it, then okay, I get it's it. It's usually not the people who book them. <laughs> but there are some DJs that just don't. Cut that genre out, noticing that there's no one dancing. Yeah, it's probably contractual. I could tell you, almost guarantee you it is. Oh, yeah. When it's like that, of course, like, you hey, ask... make sure to play Michael Jackson. Like, hey, right. Great. We love Michael Jackson, but this has been all banda and mariachi all night. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson, I guess, for right, a couple right. of songs will fit in there, but... <clears throat> right. You know, but uh, there's parties where uh, they're just parties, and there's not really a list that was given. I mean, it happens. So the, the reason why I'm saying that is because we, as professionals, have to engage your audience and making sure that they are having a good time. What's the the saying? You got to read the room, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So just as when I speak to the youth, you know, the youth can be slouching and they could be like not interested and that can also kill your vibe yeah, if you, you allow it. With all this energy and like, oh man, everyone's have a sleep. Oh no, this is like, excuse me, come on young man, your posture's telling me something. One, that you don't want to be here. Two, you don't feel good. Three, you're bored. Four, I'm just not that good. So come on now, give me some, give me some credit here. I'm here to show up and, and to talk to you. So is that all right? You know, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're awake now. <laughs> so I guess we did good with Mitiana. People were already waiting for us. Oh, I know. <laughs> like I we're know. not even set up yet. Like, hey, oh my god, yeah. you guys are in the way. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah. We're here. Oh my gosh, I still remember the picture that we took. Uh, someone had a face painted, and it was you and I. And I, I know exactly what I was wearing that day. That that first one really spoke out, uh, spoke volume. That first one that we had. It was yeah. It was it was well planned and almost on accident. Like everything kind of worked out perfectly, yeah. and the plan was good. And then when we did, like, the, we ended up doing three. When we did the second one, that, that was the one that was the record-breaking in all the ways. And then the third one is when I had uh, Amanda with us. And that's when we did the contest as well. And um, But then we had Veronica Lopez on the other side. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time we did the other side where they're all mostly eating. Yeah, so it was, it was definitely ambitious. And like you said, like, taking all that knowledge from all the private events, other events, you know, it just... it. It, it, I think it showed it showed like that we were capable of doing it. We did it. Cool. You know, like you said, <laughs> from fun. there we were on, you know, all over the place. But 
you know, I definitely want to thank you for swinging by. Yeah, talk about no, a thank you. Memory lane. Like I know. Like you said, like Great as we were thinking, we're like, man, that's a lot of events. Like, it's you know, once you start talking about it or writing about it, you realize, wow. Well, what about this? What about this? Right. One? It's you, like, wait, did we forget anything? <laughs> I mean, I, I love the 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 walk that you did. Let's not forget that because we had entertainment, and I also emceed. Yeah, so we did a, yeah, our own walk. Um, We've done some at the marinas. We've done some on an actual boat. We've, mm -hmm. you know. Fun, fun times. Let's do this again, guys. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a blast to be here with you, Dan. Thank we gotta you so We got to get you and your cousin JR on here together. Yeah, I'll cousin have like a bunch JR. of crazy questions to ask you guys and <laughs> put, put you guys on the spot. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, when when you're ready, you're always ready. It doesn't matter what questions come. That's right. That's right. Let's just bring them on. Let's bring them on. <laughs> All right. That was another episode of Podcast Famous. I would like to thank my guest, Eve Gomez. Uh, you could definitely find her on all social media, and she is easily found in Northwest Indiana, Gary, and Chicago for MC events. And she's also a radio personality and has a magazine. So definitely check her out. And I would like to thank everybody for listening in. And as a reminder, we are on most of the major platforms. If you guys have any issues finding or wanting to share, please inbox us at podcast.famous at gmail.com. Thank you guys, and we'll see you guys soon.